Hello everyone, welcome to Talk Talks. I'm Andrew Kistner, your host, uh, the Director of Marketing at the Oxford Center. And today I have an awesome guest uh, on our program. Uh, his name is Justin Mulholland, and he's a financial advisor. Um, and this is something that, you know, my family personally has had to, you know, dive into quite a bit um, and, since we have special needs kids. Um, and I know that you're very versed in this and know a lot, been in the industry a while. And I wanted to sit down and talk to him to help you um, from the aspect that a lot of us don't think about. Um, and this will kind of be, there'll be some more guests going forward um, so that we can cover the whole picture, you know, of the financial aspects of having a child with special needs. Um, and then eventually I'd like to do a big seminar at the Oxford Center itself in, you know, where we can have financial advisor, estate planning attorney, you know, um, you know, different segments of that financial world so that as parents of special needs kids, we're prepared, you know, um, for a lot of times the unknown. So Justin, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I yes. always love coming to the Oxford Center. I it, look forward to getting the coffee on the way out. That's right. <laughs> it's a good place. Yeah. So the first question I'd have, I want to get to know you a little bit. Uh, okay. I know you, but I want our viewers to be able to get to know you. Uh, tell us, you know, who you are, where you came from. You know, tell us all about you. Sure. So again, yeah, I'm Justin Mulholland. I'm a financial advisor. I've been working in the industry a little over two decades. Wow. Um, most recently, I'm with a company called Retirement and Wealth Strategies. Um, we help people manage their finances, and, and it comes up. Special needs planning comes up. I'm not by no means the expert on it. You, know, you really want to consult a an attorney for that, but right. you know, I can I help direct people and kind of show them where to go and, and what to do and things like that to protect not only their child but their assets as well. Right, right. Um, so I started uh, kind of a weird way. I was <laughs> camping down in uh, Lake of the Ozarks. I was active duty military at the time, and... My wife and I were there with our two kids and a, a family showed up and they, they must have had 12 kids. It was crazy. <laughs> but they set up this big, huge tent and that night we had a huge storm and the tents, their tent blew down. So I went over and helped them set it back up and he ended up, he was a financial advisor and I never even considered the job. Right. What's, what is that? I was, was forecasting weather in the military. So right, I had right. No idea. So <clears throat> anyway, kind of long story short, uh, he introduced me to the industry and and it's kind of history from there. I've been with a few firms. Um, Cambridge Investment Research is our current broker dealer. Okay. And we have been with Lincoln Financial Advisors, um, Edward Jones for a period. Um, so I've kind of seen all the different aspects of financial planning from, right. from the way everybody runs their practices. And, and we, we were exposed to this a lot, so yeah. unfortunately. But, so what you know. made you choose where you're at now from a broker dealer standpoint? Uh, the broker dealer, uh, they're an independent. So yeah. um, they, we don't, Cambridge doesn't have their own investment products. Um, so we we're truly able to be a fiduciary and go yeah. out and, and select the best things for our clients and, and manage money in a way that like you really can't do if you're at a commission sales position or, right. or working for say a wirehouse where you own funds and you have to use your own funds. And a lot of advisors have created their own funds too. I don't agree with that either, but Right. Um, so, so that's, Cambridge is, is uh, one, there was one or two, number one or number two in the broker dealer, independent broker dealer space. Yeah. So that's kind of why I selected them. Right, right. It's, uh, do you follow um, Congress's uh, stock trades? <laughs> no, and I don't agree with it either. But yeah, I see it all the time. <laughs> the, the mystery trade the other day, uh, some, some company uh, 
got a contract in the in the debt negotiations, and yep. somebody bought some options and made themselves well, you interesting know, forty million dollars or so. So right. yeah, you see that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's becoming more. Um, I, I think just our day in social media, it's mm. it's harder to hide that stuff. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, twenty years ago, no one knew, no one thought anything of it. You know, but now people are talking about it, people are tracking it, mm-hmm. and you know, with with TikTok, you know. In other platforms, you can get information out there so quickly to millions of people. Yeah, there's no stopping it. And uh, it, <laughs> I, I hope it changes, but it will be interesting to see because the people that would have to obviously vote to make that change are the ones that it would affect. Right. Um, you know, so. when you have that power, <laughs> eh, you know, see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but I do know there's several TikTokers that follow those mm-hmm. those trades and put that information out there. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're never when it happens, but you can get close. I don't know who's, if anyone's become a millionaire yet, but no, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Interesting perspective on finances. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about kind of what your process is um, from just anybody, not necessarily special needs yet, but okay. uh, somebody comes to you and says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I know that something I needed to do mm-hmm. um, is to look at my future, look at my future. What's your process? What does it look like? That's changed a little bit since COVID. Uh, used to be everything was in person, face to face, but right. now sometimes, a lot of times, we start with a, a, a Zoom meeting, offer twenty minute ask anything meetings that oh, okay. people can sign up for, and if they have a question about finance, it's twenty minutes out of my day, but you know I could change somebody's life, and, right. and so I would do that, and maybe identify a need for some further planning in that, in that process, and then we'll we'll sit down either through Zoom or online or or in person at our office down in Domino's Farms. Okay. Uh, discuss what their concerns are, what's right. what's keeping them up at night, you know, what's gonna, like just last night, um, you know, she was, the, the client I was working with, she was a new client and she had a whole stack of papers that, you know, she handed them to me right. and she, here's my financial plan. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's just take everything you've done and consolidate it, make it easier for you to understand and right. see where you stand. And she had questions about social security and things like that. Yeah. So <clears throat> it, uh, Normal process is the first meeting is just to get to know you kind of thing. Right, which is, I know we're going to talk about special needs in a, in a bit, but that's kind of important for us yeah. because <laughs> with with a with a child with special needs, it's hard to go to appointments like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, only one of you can really pay attention is a husband and wife because the mm-hmm. other one is wrangling a seven year old that has no interest in being there. Right. You know, she wants to walk around, explore the office, get into the plants. And have live life, you know, to, to the best she can, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's kind of cool that you you can do a Zoom meeting for the initial meet and greet. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, uh, we I mean we can be virtual the whole time. Right. I've got clients in California that I work with, and you know obviously I'm not going to fly out there every time they right every time we want to yeah, meet. Makes sense. So that's that's the the one thing about COVID that really changed our our career field is the fact that now we can kind of work with everybody across the country instead of just on our little little right. town. So it's kind of neat. So um, are you, uh, what states, if it's a bunch, you know, tell me just, what states are you licensed to, to help people with? It's a bunch. Um, a bunch, okay. Basically, if you go from here to Florida and um, skip over like Nevada in that middle section, Colorado, I don't have any okay. clients in Colorado and west of that, I'm licensed in California. Getting licensed in a state only takes about an hour. So you oh, just okay, submit the request. So yes, you, you have a client and they move to Florida, it happens all the time. Right. Tennessee, yeah. <laughs> Georgia, uh, where else have they moved? Uh, North Carolina. Um, I don't think I have any 
clients in Maine, so I'm probably not licensed in Maine, but there's right. This, there's so you kind of go states. where the need is. So right. if mm-hmm. you have a client that says, hey, I'm in whatever, I'd love for you to handle my finances in whatever state, um, you you think it's important, obviously, you have to get licensed, but you'll work with them even if it means, you know, getting that license. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's that's great. That's mm-hmm. really, really good. So from a special needs standpoint, um, and I know that, you know, we've we've had a financial advisor for, for years from Toledo area. Mm-hmm. Um, when we found out that we had a special needs kid, we didn't change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's the point now to where we have had that thought, we have to look at some things and we probably have to do some things differently, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to take care of her um, in whatever the scenario is, you mm-hmm. know. So what can you think of just off the top of your head? And I know when you dive into a client's, you know, situation, these are more prevalent and easier uh, for you to make a plan with. But mm-hmm. what are some kind of big things that you know that parents of special needs <clears throat> need to look at and consider? first thing to consider is what would happen obviously if you're not around to care for the child so um and a lot of things that people don't even really consider because um some people you know you can get a lot of aid from the state and and if your 401k ends up being inherited by your child then all of a sudden they have an asset and right not qualify so special needs planning you know it, it is designed to protect the child but it's also designed to protect the estate right um, you want that money to be used for things that the state won't cover. So a couple different kinds of trust you could create to do that, depending on the situation. Um, there's one kind of trust if your child's injured and, and there's a settlement, then you put the money in that kind of a trust and it's allowed to pay for certain things. But right. the more prevalent kind of a trust is like the, what is it, a third party trust? I'm not sure. It's an attorney mm-hmm. thing. But where <clears throat> you put the money, like let's say you have a, you have 401ks and have other assets that you would like to use for the child, but not right. necessarily for their daily living needs and things like that. So you can put the money into a trust, you can create a trust, and that trust can designate how that money's spent once you're gone. So right. awesome. that's the first thing I would think about is, okay, let's protect everybody and protect everything, um, and, and how do we do that? And then the second thing to consider is if you don't have an estate and you don't have assets to take care of your child, maybe some life insurance right. to, to fund the trust right. upon your passing. So create the estate. Um, you obviously want to save too, but you know, some people are young. Right. <laughs> Quite frankly, you got to take care of it right away. So right. Uh, special needs planning kind of goes with estate planning. Um, so you always want to <clears throat> work with a qualified attorney to do that right. kind of work. Right. Too. And I know that you have some, you know, attorneys in your toolbox, you know, that you can, can work hand in hand with. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And we're looking to have one of those on, you know, in the near future so that we can get that perspective as well. Okay. Yep. Um, so let's talk about life insurance. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, my original start was actually in home auto property and casualty and okay. I did life. Um, so right off the bat, we have tons of life insurance. Right. Um, and, and it actually, we had enough just because it was cheap um, when we were so young uh, that we're fine. You know, I feel as though we're fine, mm-hmm. you know, for, for if something were to happen to both me and Emily, you know, that Grace is going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. We don't have much estate planning in place, but we'll get to there. Right. Um, but um, <clears throat> what's kind of the rule of thumb? Because a special need child takes more. Grace costs a lot of money. Sure. 
Mm -hmm. um, so what's kind of a rule of thumb, you know, when dealing with life insurance? So I, I've got software where we can actually do a, a really life, a real in-depth life insurance evaluation and kind oh, of figure those questions out. But some of the inputs are what are the costs every year? You know, you've got to create a big enough estate that you can take the interest and dividends out of that estate and pay for that without right. having to drain the estate, obviously. Right. Maybe at some point when she's 90, you can plan on the estate going to nothing. But, right. you know, a couple million is probably, probably not out of the question. Right. Now, how do you fund that? You know, as you got <clears throat> a couple million in whole life insurance is going to be very expensive. Right. So that's another, another complication of the matter. So it's affordability coupled with you know the needs of the of the child and again a lot of the special needs planning if you make sure that she doesn't directly inherit those assets right then you can you can have the state cover a lot of that tab right that makes mm -hmm. sense yep. and i know life insurance has come so far in the last 30 years <clears throat> right um you know i remember i don't know 20 years ago you know it was these are the policies you, that you get and it's gone so far there's so many more options oh, yeah. that you can do with it and the design of the life insurance is really the most important thing that when you, the case design, uh, you can have a really good whole life policy or variable life policy or universal index, whatever. If you're not putting enough money into the policy, you've got a risk of it surrendering at some point. Right. So that's why whole life is typically the most, I would say, guaranteed way to go because it's right. a contract. You pay this much and they're going to give you that much. <clears throat> Whereas some of the index's life and the variable life is more affordable because you're relying on some market returns and some assumptions, and those don't always pan out. So right. uh, you know those policies ha would have a chance of surrendering, unless they're designed properly. If you're if right. you're way overfunding it and using it as more of a cash accumulation vehicle, right? Um, that that. So then, so what the, what does that mean? It, it can basically implode, and you would not <clears throat> get the 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 life insurance value correct. if you were to pass away correct so if you're if you have a cash value policy and they're going to take the premiums out of the cash value so when you put the premium money into the policy it goes into the cash value every year they just withdraw it from the cash value got it so if ever there's a time there's not enough cash value to pay the premium the policy would surrender interesting <clears throat> yeah so that's not good it's <clears throat> one of the dangers so if you right. if you have a variable life policy and you're not you you planned on getting a 10% rate of return because that's what the agent said you'd get. And <laughs> anyway, so you got to really just be realistic with the life insurance policy design right. and how much it's going to cost. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's hugely important. Um, and, and luckily when we were young, so it was a lot more affordable for us. But I think a lot of parents and a lot of people don't understand, especially with a special needs kiddo, that's nothing to mess around with. No, you got to get it right away. And um, the younger you get it, the less expensive it's going to be. It's just right. the way it is. And the more healthy you're going to be. So, right. if you get to my age and all of a sudden you've got, you know, <laughs> whatever your doctor called you morbidly obese, and now you can't get standard, you get standard rates instead of preferred rates. Anyway, right, that makes sense. <laughs> yep. Okay, so what else? Um, so they sit down with you for 20 minutes. Are there anything? Um, are there any other, I guess, things that you would want to cover specifically when dealing with, you know, a parent of a special need kiddo? Some, what are what's information that you find very very necessary necessary in order to put together a, a plan? The cost of care is the main driver of right. everything, um, and how long that's gonna that's gonna be right. an issue. You know, not everybody. Some 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 of the kids can function when they're out there. Absolutely, you know. Right. So you got to look at that too. Is 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 your child good with money? You right. know. Right. Um, there's a lot of things that I would I would a lot of questions like that I would ask just really pin 
like pointed questions to to kind of determine what route we should go and i'm always going to recommend they sit down with an attorney right so. yeah that's that's definitely good i'm glad that you have some of these you know tools in your toolkit <clears throat> yeah you know, to, to, <laughs> to to help people through this process because a lot of people don't they don't know any of this information right um, they may have a financial advisor you know that calls them for 10 minutes every year and says hey everything's looking great yeah um, but they really don't have a plan <clears throat> you know um, on how to move you know to cover all the risk to cover everything you know should something happen or just for long term right now we've made the financial plan a part of our practice it's just we do it and they would do it it's not like some people charge a lot of extra money for the financial plan but with the technology these days right. you can just kind of plug some numbers in and get a real accurate plan right. presented in, in a matter of 15 20 minutes so but that's to me the planning part of it's the most important and you're going to ask a lot of those important questions during the planning process because the right. computer's going to make you obviously right <laughs> yes but so <clears throat> but yeah the, my the the cost of the care is the is the most critical and yeah. how do we back into that as far as what happens and how is it going to be in the future and right. things of that nature yeah mm -hmm. okay um so there's a lot of financial advisors out there yeah tons I bet you I could name just personally 15 within the next minute. Go to any chamber event. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how we met was the yeah. Brighton Chamber of Commerce um, uh, over the last, what, year or two. Right. Um, and um, why do you think somebody, especially in the, the, our core market, you know, dealing with special needs, why do you think somebody should choose you? Well, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of good advisors. Right. Um, people tend to work with people they know, like, and trust. Um, that's kind of how my clients find me, usually is by referral. Right. We do have other avenues of marketing, but typically it's a, it's a referral source. Right. Um, so that's kind of why they would work with me. I'd say we care. Yeah. You know, actually care about our clients and, and their well-being. And I'd stay up at night thinking about some of them. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but, uh, you know, we actually care. We, we put the effort in to make sure that we understand the situation and, and what's going on. And, and I think that that makes us a little bit different than, than some of the advisors out there. Right. Um, some of them are out there to, to sell you a product and earn a commission, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody, if you don't, if you don't ever buy an investment, you're probably never going to be an investor, and you're right. probably not going to be very successful. Well, maybe, you know, business right. owners, things like that, it happens. But the most tried and true way is to invest in the stock market and right. long-term philosophy and approach. But I'd say why they would choose me is just because we... We can kind of do everything. We, right. We're not pinned into a corner of, of one thing or one idea. Right. Um, we don't have like we don't have again we don't have our own products, so we're not right. trying to push anything on anybody. It's just right. a matter of okay, let's let's get this all together and get it under management, and get it allocated properly, and then we're done talking about investments. From there, we're moving on to family stuff and stuff that's important. So right, awesome. So I know that um, uh, we have something in common. Uh, we both work with our wives right <laughs> <laughs> how um and your wife sarah is wonderful mm -hmm. um how is how have you found that to be and what is her role there with you she's like the bread and butter she puts everything together to make sure i'm where i'm supposed to be when i'm supposed to be there right. the paperwork's done um, i take notes <laughs> i hate taking notes but i have to take notes so she makes sure i do, I do that um she makes sure uh Basically, just the office is running right. The fridge is stocked right. at the office. The 
she basically keeps the thing running. Um, right. And I'm right. just kind of here to talk to people. So right. <laughs> she does a lot of marketing. She does a lot of like uh, client interaction. Yeah. Somebody's got a question about anything. They need to change something. They moved, something like that. She yeah. takes care of all that. So she's your right hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I was, I don't know, you probably don't know Emily, my wife. We're both very strong personalities. Okay. Um, and, but we work very well here, probably mm -hmm. because we don't have to work that closely together. It right. could be that, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, she's in a completely different department, but I, I absolutely love it. I like it too, because our schedules are synced. Yeah, absolutely. We got the same time off, we got the same days off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, we, right. if we wanna go somewhere, we just put it on the calendar and we're gone. You right. don't have to ask permission for anything. It's just right. very nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we ride to work in the morning, we leave in, uh -huh. in, in the evening. Um, and yeah, it is a lot easier to organize life that yeah, way. And uh, and I do like seeing her, she, she's, you know, I like her. So yep. that, it works out. Yeah, we have that in common, so. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't think I have anything more. My big purpose was to introduce you as you know someone that I know, like, and trust um, in this line of work that I think our our clients could benefit you know from a sit down from. I definitely um, appreciate it. So, um, you know, so any, unless you have anything else to add, not really. Um, just anything you need. You know, I'm around. Um, if anybody has questions, I'm easy to get a hold of. Yeah. Um, so we have the 20 minute ask anything's. Um, so awesome. Great. Great. Thanks for having me. So we'll conclude this episode of Talk Talks. We will put Justin's uh, information in the description. Um, and if you do have questions, um, he, he's an awesome individual. He will definitely take care of you. Uh, and I think it'd be worth the conversation, uh, especially from that special needs parent perspective. Because uh, as parents, we have to think about things a little bit different. Uh, we have different things, you know, they're gonna go on in our financial future that, um, you know, others don't. So. Very, very important that you get a lot of this settled sooner than later. So um, again, we're gonna try to have an estate planner, uh, estate planning attorney on uh, in the next couple of weeks, which I think will be awesome because that's a whole other side of things uh, that as a special needs parent, you really have to consider. So uh, we'll end this episode. Feel free to like and share. Um, we're on every podcast platform. So find us if, uh, if you wanna uh, watch the video or listen to the audio only. Thanks. <laughs>